Welcome to Starting Strong, the weekly podcast of the Clemson Foothills Church. My name is Adam, and I wanted to talk about something I've been going through over and over again the past month or so. Um, I shared some of this during communion message a couple weeks ago, but wanted to reiterate some of the same points and elaborate a little bit on some others. Um, but overall, right now, we're, we're about a month out from the three-week fast we do at the beginning of each year. And this year in particular for me was one of the best and most need, needed New Year fasts I, I think I've ever done. Honestly, I feel like I maybe needed it more this year than any other year with 2020 ending and all of the social unrest and turmoil, a pandemic that's changed all of our lives in pretty drastic ways, a turbulent election, and for me personally, being in a demanding grad school program through all of it so far has been pretty challenging at times. Um, it seemed like a lot of the world has been flipped upside down, shaken and stirred, and there's just been a lot of conflict, pain, hardship, and frustrating things happening. Um, all of it can be pretty anxiety-inducing, stress-creating, and just overwhelming at times. Um, so coming into this year, I wanted to try and really simplify things. I wanted to take the three weeks of fasting and prayer to just be with God, um, to try and root myself deeper in Him and His love, and to really just renew and refresh my faith and convictions to get away from the world and um, to be with Him. And so during during that fast, um, I was really trying to focus on something I definitely don't and hadn't been seeing in the world, um, especially over the past year and a half or so. Um, and honestly, something I felt during all this lacking in myself at times as well, and that was peace. Um, something about this past year and my relationship with God at times was off. Like I wasn't fully there, um, distracted at times, not completely tied in or in step with Him. Um, I felt distant sometimes, like I let worry about what was going on in society creep in or being distracted just by how much our day-to-day life was changing um, and it being easy to lose sight of my purpose here as a disciple and remembering that our outer circumstances don't dictate who we are in Christ. And so peace has always sounded like a really great idea, um, a very dressed up kind of formal word, um, honestly something that's been kind of nebulous to me. I like It sounds really nice um, and things that come to mind, I mean, when you think of that word and rainbows and tie-dye shirts and white doves, Christmas songs and calmness and meditation maybe, um, and all of those things are good things, um, but it, that word has never really meant a ton to me in terms of my daily walk with God and I think in part because I just haven't fully understood what peace from God really means or looks like. Um, But when looking at the Bible, um, what we maybe think of peace isn't necessarily the context in which which peace is talked about. It's talked about a lot um, throughout the Old and New Testaments. Um, The Old Testament Hebrew and the New Testament Greek words that have been translated into peace leaves you with the Hebrew word shalom, which I'm sure a lot of us have heard or are at least slightly familiar with and the Greek word arene. And both of these words are used to describe completeness, soundness, to join or tie together into a whole or a state of restoration. And I think a worldly perspective of peace is usually in the context of absence of conflict. But when Jesus talks about peace, it's more of an action to restore, whether that's a broken situation, people, or person. Peace is more than that state of inner tranquility or calmness. It's, it's a state of wholeness and something that has been restored or brought back into completeness. 
And this is exactly what Jesus gives us um, through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, and the Holy Spirit that we have because of that. Um, he is the Prince of Peace. He is the Son of God, a prince that came to earth to restore a broken people and bring peace back into their lives. And we have a chance to be restored, to be joined together with God through Jesus, to live new lives that aren't lacking. Um, we can be complete and whole in him. Um, and this is the peace we have and have been given if we are in Christ. And I wanted to read through, um, these are some of the scriptures I read um, during communion a couple weeks ago, but I've just been I've just been going back through them time and time again, trying to have this this idea, this this teaching just rooted in my heart. And, I, and so I wanted to read them again. I think um, it's always good to go back and read things again. Um, but in John 14, I'm just going to kind of read through these uh, multiple scriptures right here. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. I do not do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. John 16, Jesus is talking to his disciples right here about him having to leave them soon and go to the cross. And he says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Romans 5, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into his grace in which we now stand. Colossians 1 says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Isaiah 53, Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our sin. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. And finally, in Galatians 5, um, Paul starts off saying, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. He then goes on and describes the Spirit and saying, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus has crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And in regard to the fruit of the Spirit, peace being one of them, obviously, I think it's important for us to understand that as disciples being renewed and led by the Spirit, we can't just make this fruit grow or will it into existence. We can smother it and inhibit its work in us, um, 
though. I mean, that's something we can most definitely do. In First Thessalonians, Paul warns not to quench the Spirit. Um, and in John 15, Jesus says, Remain in me, and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, I bring that up because for, for many of us, our lives have changed dramatically, or at least in, in some sort of significant way over the past year and a half. Our society is changing and there seems to be a never-ending stream of, of conflict, hate, and divisions going on around us. Uh, we have the choice to walk in step with the Spirit and not allow what's around us, what we see on social media, what we constantly hear on the news, uh, what our classmates or our coworkers are talking about, or even our, feeling, our own feelings about all of this dictate or determine how we love, the joy we have, our patience with others, how kind we are, our goodness, our faithfulness, gentleness, and our own self-control. Those things don't come from outside worldly circumstances, but rather from the inner work Jesus and the Spirit are doing in our hearts. It's our choice, though, which one we listen to and walk towards. Um, and this has been a rough time in general, but I know for me, I've needed to refresh my mind and my thinking in these things and remember that as a disciple, I, I have a powerful Spirit working in me to help transform my heart and mind so I can carry out the work God has for me in this world. I don't want the world to dictate who I am, how I act, how I feel, just based on whatever might be going on that day, week, month, year, or years. Um, so this has been something helpful for me to read through and ponder recently, and I hope it can be something that is helpful for you as well. Thanks for listening.